Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Believe Fantasy Football Show. I am your not-so-friendly neighborhood fantasy football analyst, Michael Fabiano. Uh, if you've been watching my social media, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And, of course, alongside the legendary king, Bob Harris. Uh, what's going on there, my friend? I'm just trying not to get on your bad side here. Apparently, that's not good news. Not, not that anybody out there that means anything cares. Uh, Toss, of course, is behind our virtual glass, also a Dallas Cowboys fan. And so, you know, this past weekend, the Cowboys looked like they were in good spot. Home game. They hadn't lost at home in forever. Seven and a half point favorite. I'm feeling all right. Feeling pretty good. A little nervous because I know the Cowboys are going to do what the Cowboys do. I just didn't expect it to happen like that. And I posted something on social media after the Cowboys had gotten their asses handed to them by the Green Bay Packers and under no uncertain terms that I believe that Mike McCarthy would return as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. And then yesterday on Twitter, and of course, Bob, you were so nice to send this to me. You're welcome. Adam Schefter sends out a tweet. Mike McCarthy will be back in 2024. Uh, Toss, uh, you got my reaction to that? the Dallas Cowboys. This proves to me that Jerry doesn't want to win. He wants his puppet. That's it. You got a shot to get a championship caliber coach in Bill Belichick or maybe even a Jim Harbaugh who's going to the Super Bowl. But no, you're going to keep Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy has coached the team to 12 win seasons in three straight years only to go to the playoffs and get our asses handed to us by San Francisco and now Green Bay. This is the guy that you want to coach the team. That product out there this past week was good enough for you, Jerry Jones. It was good enough for you. We got our asses kicked by a team that's not even in our class, at least according to you. Maybe they're just better than us. Maybe we're good at beating crappy teams. Obviously, we are. And now in 2024, guess what we're going to have to play? First place schedule. This team's going to stink. It's going to be a 500 team, and it's your fault, Jerry Jones. Honestly, Hey, you know what? Let's be honest here. You haven't won Jack, you know what, without Jimmy Johnson's fingerprints on a team. You've won nothing, and you're going to continue to win nothing because you made bad decisions. Jason Garrett was the coach for way too long. Chan Daly, Wade Phillips, I can keep going on and on and on. Dave Campo, you've made awful coaching choices. The only guy who was right was Bill Parcells, and we got the personnel to win with him. Jerry Jones, I hope you're happy. Because you talk about getting to that glory hole again, with your decisions, we ain't ever getting back there. Enjoy being good enough to get your ass kicked in the playoffs again. You think Cowboys fans are going to be happy with this? Stupid, Jerry. Stupid move. Nice job. Well, Did at least I you don't feel strongly, about, feel strongly about it. Yes, many things were incorrect no, there. But, not one. But but, but no, no, not speaking as a fan, right? Speaking as a fan, I think that's 100% correct. I would think that would be the emotion. This is why I'm not a fan of anything. I never want to uh I never want to be so invested in something that it makes me that upset that I will get on there. If I had hair, it would have to look better than yours did in that video. Um so <laughs> I'm just going to like so I mean, you are winning something. You're winning the regular season. I get it. <clears throat> The postseason yeah. is important. It's who a big cares? deal. And, you know, someone, you know, who gets you to the dance and then can't dance, it's it's disappointing. Uh, but, you know, cooler, more logical heads would tell you 
Mike McCarthy has had success in the postseason. I when? saw him do it in the when 2007. No, it was 2000. What 10, 11? I saw him win a game there against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That was 2007. It was 2007. Who cares? It was forever ago. Um, he had Aaron Rodgers in his prime. He did. Who cares about 2007? I don't give a rat's ass about 2007. I'm worried about 2023. And in the last three years, okay, it was 2011, Fabs. Whoop de doo. It was 2011. Whatever it was. Whoop de doo. Oh, yeah, we won 12 games in the division. Who gives a, <clears throat> so, swear, but who cares? So if if that if this is what we're doing, then we should fire what 25 coaches a year? No, 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 you don't fire 25 coaches a year. This is the Dallas Cowboys. 12 wins might be good enough for the Atlanta Falcons or any of those teams like that. Oh, yeah, we won 12 games three years in a <laughs> row in the regular season. Yay! But <laughs> I rest my I bet you those teams went into the playoffs and actually showed up. That that product that the Cowboys put on the field, the effort they put on the field, or the lack thereof, is good enough to get a freaking coach fired. And you've got a shot to get Bill Belichick. You've got a shot to get Jim Harbaugh. My little birds tell me that both guys were interested in that job. And Jerry Jones, if he wants to win a championship, if he wants to get to the glory hole, whatever the hell he was talking about, that's what you do. That's what so, you do. You so does go Belichick come with Tom Brady in his prime? Or you get Harbaugh because what you did with McCarthy for four years did not work. Did work, but it didn't work in the postseason. Do, do, so do you bring no, do you we, bring we, Tom we, Brady in his prime along with Bill Belichick? Because that's the last time I saw Bill Belichick doing a great job. Uh, uh, not for nothing, but uh, the year that Brady tore his ACL, Bill Belichick still led that team to what ten or eleven wins with Matt Castle in their center. And in the first year that Brady was out, the Patriots were not bad. They were not bad. Listen, has he made some bad personnel moves? Yeah. I will tell you this. He doesn't need to worry about that. The Cowboys have the talent. The Cowboys are not a disciplined team. That's why they have a million penalties every single week. And that would not happen under Bill Belichick because he'd be finding and sitting guys. <clears throat> okay. They'd actually be held accountable. Same thing with Harbaugh. That's what the Cowboys need. They need a coach with championship experience who's going to hold them accountable. Mike McCarthy has not done that. He's not done that. And the only reason why Jerry Jones won't make the move is money. It's because of money. He doesn't want to pay McCarthy this last year to sit out. That's why he's not doing it. That's And because he likes his puppet. It's Those are two reasons. Because if Jerry Jones wants to win a championship, dude, listen, we've got four years now of McCarthy. We haven't won Jack. You know what? We've won In nothing. In postseason. Don't you care got about there, regular season wins. I don't care. You've gotten there, though. Okay, Not good. every team does. Who remembers regular season wins and division champions? Nobody. Nobody. Get to the NFC Championship game at least. Well, I do because I'm not a fan. I'm more interested in the fantasy fortunes of the team. So selfishly speaking, I think Mike McCarthy has put together an offense that I can rely on and that I want to invest in heavily next year. And I think upsetting that apple cart would upset me, Bob Harris. That, maybe that and I would go on a, a Fabiano-esque rant against Jerry Jones for ruining the fantasy fortunes of the players I'm most interested in. Me, Bob Harris. Fair. How about that? Better. There's All right. Uh, let's get off of the stupid Cowboys here because it pisses me off. Uh, anyways, with the NFL playoffs here and the NBA season in full swing, bet online as you covered, uh, with all the up-to-date odds, the news, the scores, and with additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to, today to get into the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online 
where the game starts. Bob, let's go through some of the injuries now there. There's not a lot. Um, at quarterback, I think we're good. Yep. You know, we're, we're going to get all six guys starting with, with no problems. Running back, we're mostly good, right? A.J. Dillon's been banged up. Uh, he hasn't played in a couple of weeks. I think the, the bigger news is that the Bills released Leonard Fournette and the Ravens released Melvin Gordon and Dalvin Cook will actually make an appearance in a Ravens uniform this weekend. Uh, what kind of role can you see him having against Houston? Like uh, a wide range, right? Like you could see him come in and catch lightning in a bottle. The, the, the thing for me with Cook is I think if we're, you know, much like we're still looking for 2013 Josh Gordon to walk in the door, we're looking for a past version of Dalvin Cook, a, a version we haven't seen in a good year uh, to show up. And I don't know that that's the right choice, but uh, granted, I think he's a better option than Melvin Gordon. I thought Justice Hill got a little looked a little beat up in that last game. He's not on the injury report, so I guess it's not a concern. Um, but I could see uh, Dalvin Cook getting some opportunities. This is a good offense, so I wouldn't be. To I don't want to be totally dismissive of him. That my expectation is, or, or my feeling is, going into this game, if I had to play a Ravens running back, it's obviously going to be uh, Gus Edwards. And after that, you're taking your chances, including Dalvin Cook. Yeah, speaking of uh, the Ravens, Zay Flowers has uh, got a calf. So keep tabs on him. Uh, Gabe Davis didn't play last week. Uh, he's got the knee against the uh, Chiefs. We'll see if he's able to go this week. And at tight end, might we see Mark Andrews back this week? We might. He's working fully. So I would not put that past him at all. So um, that's something to watch. I mean, I think either of those tight ends, I'd be, I'd almost feel better if it were, if he didn't play this week and it was Isaiah Likely. Uh, <clears throat> I think it's a great matchup. The Texans have been a good matchup against tight ends. So, uh, there's something to like there. And if Mark Andrews was playing, I'd be okay playing him. But I almost, I mean, Isaiah likely has been, we've seen a nice ceiling for him uh, in his time as Mark Andrews replacement. He's not like really the one-to-one -one replacement, but he handles a different role and he handles it quite well. And they make the adaptation uh, seamlessly uh, to what he does well, which is that athleticism he, he demonstrates. Mark Andrews, when he's on the field, though, is always going to be the wide receiver one for this team. Yeah, also good matchup this week too. So yes, um, likely is um, reasonably priced over at DraftKings. So keep that in mind. Uh, speaking of DraftKings and player props and all that fun stuff, uh, I will turn our attentions now to the great Jen Piacenti, the princess of props, uh, who makes you money all the time and throw you over to si.com slash fantasy for her props. Uh, she's got props for two games so far, uh, the Saturday games. If you want to check out the Sunday game props, make sure you check her out, si.com slash fantasy. On Friday, uh, she likes C.J. Stroud over one and a half passing touchdowns at plus 145 plus money for Stroud to go for two touchdowns. That's pretty good, even though the matchup's not great. Alamar Jackson under 53 and a half rushing yards. Devin Singletary over 54 and a half rushing yards, uh, which I kind of like that one. Uh, I think Singletary is going to have to play a role uh, for the Texans in order for them to to stay in this game, uh, they're going to have to keep that Ravens offense off of the field. And then the Packers and Niners, the two teams that own my team, still disgusted. Um, Brock Purdy over six and a half rushing yards. Uh, not a not a huge uh, mark to, to surpass. Uh, so that's in play. Jordan Love over six and a half rushing yards. Now, I had the Jordan Love rushing yards prop last week. And on the road, he had averaged 17.7 rushing yards per game. You know how many rushing yards he asked last week, Bob? Was it 17 and a half? None. <laughs> Zero. Uh, but I, I would jump back on that bandwagon. And then George Kittle over 51 and a half receiving yards. Uh, also a favorite of Jen. And she also likes Aaron Jones over 18 and a half receiving yards. 
Uh, Bob, any uh, thoughts on those props? I love the George Kittle. The yards after the catch have been monstrous for him. All the San Francisco receivers are great with yards after the catch. So uh, I'm good with that one. The Green Bay defense. I keep wanting to say they're in disarray. We saw last week uh, it was garbage time, but it wasn't hard to move the ball when it was time to move the ball. I don't even want to think about it. Uh, you want to just because we're on the subject. Uh, I do have some quotes from the uh, Mike McCarthy news conference that was just held. Uh, uh, and he's, he will say he's very confident in the direction. I like where we are moving forward. I'm very confident where I am. So just, just that just did. Yeah, well, just did. Did he shine Jerry's shoes before that? You know, changes depends maybe. Stupid, St stupid team, stupid owner, stupid team. I love the Cowboys. I always will. I hate Jerry Jones. I'm sorry. The only good decision he's ever made is hiring Jimmy Johnson and then Parcells. It's the only thing. And then his flipping ego, and I'm sure Jimmy was to blame partially too, like they couldn't keep it together. They would have probably won another Super Bowl or two if they had stayed together. But I mean, listen, you can't, I mean, look, like, look at the coaches that we've had. Chain Gailey, you know, I mean, at best an offensive coordinator in the league. Dave Campo. I what think you got this wrong. I agree with Mike right McCarthy, right who also said he's confident the Cowboys have built a championship program and know, quote, how to win, and we will get over that threshold. So there you have it, Babs. Not until you're gone. And now, I mean, Belichick won't be available next year, and neither will Harbaugh. Maybe Tomlin will be. I don't know. I don't care what he says. It, it, it's all, look, look, what's on the field? What's on the field? That was embarrassing what, what the Cowboys did. Embarrassing. And Cowboys fans are frustrated. I'm frustrated. And you know me. I'm mild-mannered. <laughs> right? Am I not mild-mannered, Bob? Yeah, as everyone can see. <laughs> I'm mild-mannered. I'm just a fan of a stupid team. That was a stupid owner. That's all. I don't care. The guy's brilliant in, in finance and he's a gazillionaire. And if he said, Fabs, I'll adopt you right now. Like, okay, dad, what's my allowance? I'll take it. But this as a decision maker and pro even are not getting the job done. They had a crappy draft. Mazzy Smith did nothing. We didn't need Schoonmaker. We already had two good tight ends, including Ferguson, who was great. Just dumb. I mean, and typically the Cowboys drafts are not bad, but just it's the coaching. Like, you know, you just because you say you're confident, I mean, the Cowboys are not going to win the Super Bowl next year. They're not going to win a playoff game. If they did, it'll be one. And remember, AFC North next year, which means Bengals, Browns, Steelers, Ravens. I could see three to four losses there, Bob. You've got the San Francisco 49ers. I see a loss there. You've got Detroit. You don't think Detroit wants to kick our ass after that 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 ref job that happened to them a couple of weeks ago, I could argue that's six games right there. I could see at least four losses out of those six games, Bob. So, so then we beat to, up, so we'll we, we lose to the Eagles in a, at least a game, you know, and the Giants are probably going to stink. The Commanders are going to stink. You know, I mean, like, I, 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 I'm i getting a headache. All right. Would you like more quotes from Mike McCarthy? What? Would you like more quotes? Or you had enough? Go ahead. No, I've, that was all. I've, Go ahead. I've had enough. No, that, that's all. I'm not going to do it to you. I don't want to see. I don't want to see the actual tears. At least we get to play the NFC South. But I mean, the Saints will beat us. You know, we can lose to the Falcons. You know, maybe they have a new head coach, a new quarterback. Who knows? Tampa Bay could lose to them. 
if we lose to Carolina, I may jump off a bridge, but not a high bridge. I'm afraid of heights. Um, but you know, just ugh, stupid team. Anyways, um, uh, let's go to the <laughs> thanks, Bob, you jerk. Um, <laughs> let's go, let's go to the bargains uh at the quarterback position for teams that are actually playing this week. <laughs> uh Jared Goff against the Buccaneers, $6,300. Giddy up, home game. Great matchup. In that same game, Baker against the Lions, 6,000. Which one do you prefer, Bob? Uh, slightly to Goff. Slightly to Goff. He's at home. <clears throat> a little less pass rush. You know, the, the 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 Lions can get a little pressure on the quarterback. I'll just that, that's how I'll split that here. Both good plays. My fades, uh, I mean, you don't have a lot of options in this no. week, but I don't love Mahomes in Buffalo with 6,800 bucks. I don't. <clears throat> Buffalo's tough at home, and Mahomes has not been good this year from a fantasy standpoint. He had 18 points last week. It was his best game in a month and a half. I and think then that's CJ, Stroud against, CJ Stroud against Baltimore. I know he's hot. Baltimore's tough at home against quarterbacks. So, you know, I, I, do you disagree with either one of those, Bob? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, I, you know, I might be able to make a slight case for CJ Stroud, but it's, it, it, it's a struggle. Yeah. Uh, the bargains at running back Isaiah Pacheco, 6,400 bucks. Uh, you can run on Buffalo. They've had some really very big games allowed to backs this year. And I've got Gus Edwards on here because he's the cheapest starting running back, like 5,900 bucks besides Devin Singletary. Mm-hmm. But I think you could throw Singletary in the mix there too. I think he's 57. Uh, if you had to choose between Singletary and Gus the bus, where are you going? Uh, I'll go with Gus. I, I'll take the chance on the touchdown. Right. The <laughs> fades, uh, Rashad White against the Lions at 6500 bucks. The Lions are really good against the <laughs> run. Now, that doesn't mean White can't beat him through the air. Right. Does have but receiving they, I mean, equity. Kyron Williams did nothing last week. Uh, and then I, I don't love James Cook this week, Bob. Maybe maybe you think he'll have a better game than I do. But, you know, Kansas City's defense <laughs> is tough. I don't think this is going to be like this crazy high-scoring game. And he's 6300 bucks. Yeah, you know, I think the the over is going to be a challenge here. And uh, since I don't bet the under, I won't be betting that one Um, for that reason. I I wonder. But I've been a little cook skeptical all season long. And he's outperformed expectations more often than not. So uh, I wouldn't tell people to run away from him. I just tell them to be careful. And there may be better choices. All right. uh, For the wide receivers, the bargains, Rasheed Rice is 6,800 bucks. I mean, he's like the... I think he's what the, the fourth or fifth most expensive player at wide receiver. And he's been just awesome lately as Sean Marin would say lights out. Uh, and then Zay flowers, assuming he's good to go against Houston is $6,000. The fades. I hate to say fade Nico because he's been awesome. But if you look at the list of wide receivers that the Baltimore Ravens have held in check at home this <clears> year, <throat> it is impressive. Like I'm talking about like Puka and Amon Ra and uh, it is a long list of receivers that uh, Tyreek that have done nothing in Baltimore. So keep that in mind. And then Stefan Diggs who's had two okay games in a row, but the last time he played the chiefs, he had like six points, Bob thoughts on these two wide receivers. So I think Nico Collins has been eating huge volume, right? Uh, you want to say a 30% target share since week 16, 30% target share, 45% air share. And the Ravens, while they're good overall on defense, they've not been great against perimeter receivers the last month. So, I mean, if I was going to play a Texan, it's going to be Nico Collins. Right. I, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, the rest of their wide receivers are all banged up. So, but 
I'm just no, just in general. I mean, if you if you maybe you say you have to play a Texan this week, of course, no, 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 of course, of course, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, yeah. I mean that 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 goes certainly without saying. But I will say this, and I'll give you the list right now. One wide receiver, and this is perimeter receivers. These are guys who started their route out wide. Okay, one wide receiver has beaten them for more than 14 points in Baltimore, and that's Deontay Johnson, who had 17.8. That was in week 18 when nobody played for the Ravens, right? Michael Pittman, 14 points. Tyreek Hill, 12 points. Nico Collins in week one, 11.6 points. Amon Ross St. Brown, 11.6 points. Amari Cooper, 10.4 points. Puka Nakua, 9.6 points. Jamar Chase, 7.2 points. DK Metcalf, six points. Uh, Tank Dell, 4.3 points. Tyler Lockett, 3.4 points. Cooper Cup, eight-tenths of a point. <laughs> that's impressive, man. So that's why I don't love Nico. Uh, and then, you know, Diggs, he's, again, he's had two good games in the last month and a half, and they weren't even that great. Uh, the tight end bargains. I'm going with Dalton Kincaid, assuming that Gabe Davis is not going to play at 4800 bucks. And Isaiah likely assuming that Mark Andrews is not going to play at 47, the fades Dalton Schultz against the Ravens at 4,400 and Luke Musgrave who had a good game last week. Why? Because the Cowboys decided we're not going to cover anybody. We're getting our butt kicked. Hey, Luke Musgrave, you want to get behind the defense? You're not even fast, but go ahead and get behind the defense, get wide open, score a touchdown. Go ahead. Um, 3,600 bucks. I'm out on him. I, I, it's it's gonna listen, man. I'm gonna be pissed for about a month. So, um, especially if the Niners win the Super Bowl too, because they, they probably will. I um, <clears> they're my pick. Baltimore. I mean, the Eagles got knocked out, so I'm happy about that. The Giants were nowhere near the playoffs. Neither were the Commanders. Yeah, but the Eagles are way better than the Cowboys. What? The Eagles are way better than the Cowboys. Clearly. Are you crazy? They played later into the year. I know it was a Monday night game, but they played later into the year. That's why I'm giving them the nod. Did it, does it rhyme with Max Daniels? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, dude. All right. Let's get into the start and sits uh, for the week. For those of you who are playing in postseason leagues, and I think I'm at four. I, I mean, they're fun. Like whether it's one and done or yep. that's all. Like, I mean, fantasy doesn't have to end. No. And so, and there's strategy involved, obviously. Uh, so uh, I'm going to go with Brock Purdy against the Packers uh, who have allowed 17 plus points to three quarterbacks uh, in three of their final four road games. And that included Tommy DeVito. Come on, Bob. I'm not doing the DeVito. I'm no, no cutlets for me. And Bryce Young who stunk this year. So I, I like Purdy. Uh, Jared Goff, Bob talked about liking him and it's hard not to like him. The Buccaneers have allowed 25 plus fantasy <laughs> Right. Four quarterbacks on the road this year, including Desmond Ritter. Blech. Yeah. Um, seems like the smash matchup to me. Court. Really? Goff? Yeah. It, yes, Goff is a smash matchup. Yes. Um, all right. I, CJ Stroud against Baltimore. It, it, if we are trusting the process, as people say, which I don't trust it, you can follow it, but you can't trust it. Uh, Baltimore's allowed one quarterback to score more than 16.2 points against them at MT this year. And Mahomes against Buffalo, where the weather is going to be cold, but I mean, I don't think that really matters. He just <clears> played in like 30 below, uh, and he played well. I uh, got to get a better helmet there so it doesn't crack. But the Bills have allowed fewer than 19 points, but to all but one quarterback at home, and that includes Dak, Tua, and Lawrence. Uh, so 
Thoughts on Mahomes this week, Bob. Is Mahomes a guy that maybe you'll you'll go in a contrarian fashion in DFS because people are down on him? Or maybe avoid maybe. him because he's I'm I mean, I think there's a lot better plays and plays that people won't be as in on, you know, like maybe people won't be as in on Mayfield or or you know. So no, I probably won't have a lot of Mahomes this week for the exactly the reason you stated that it hasn't been ideal. I do think, you know, there are some good pieces there for him. Maybe we'll see the real Travis Kelsey. Don't know that we've seen a lot of that. Arashi Rice, though, you know, has had a great run down the stretch. Uh, you know, top 10 wide receiving assets. So Mahomes has fueled his fires. If I'm going to invest in the Chiefs offense, it's going to be the players you mentioned, it, Pacheco uh, and probably Rashi Rice. Is it Rashi or Rashi? I say Rashi. You say Rashi. I have no idea. Um, all right, let's go on to the running backs. Speaking of Chiefs, young studs, Isaiah Pacheco, baby. Uh, the Bills have given up some big games to running backs at Orchard Park. Five have beaten them for at least 17.9 points, including two who had at least 27. This is a great spot for Pacheco, who's been awesome. Uh, and then, listen, man, I got to go with Aaron Jones. I mean, the guy's had four massive games in a row, especially last week against this lousy garbage team with the stars on their helmets who decided they weren't going to show up. Um, that was a pretty good performance, 32.1 points. He has scored at least 14 points in four straight games. I know the Niners defense is the Niners defense, but they did allow five yards per carry to enemy running backs in the last four weeks. <clears throat> so, right. In fact, you know, uh, I know Derek Brown over fantasy pros had a good take since week eight, 13, they've allowed the sixth highest explosive run rate and yards after contact per attempt and across the same span, the highest yards per carry, as you mentioned that 5.06. Yeah. So, uh, and they're pretty, pretty, uh, pretty generous in the red zone too. So then we'll move on to the sit running backs and uh, David Montgomery. I don't love him this week. He's been consistent, Bob, but his ceiling is low, man. Like, you know, he's been, he's been between like 10 and 14 points for like a month. Uh, and, you know, th that's the downside with him. Plus the Buccaneers uh, are, are a tough defense when it comes to running backs and yep. stopping the run. They haven't a lot of rushing score or running backs since week 15. And if Montgomery don't score, he's not going to put up a good line. Uh, and then Rashad White. Watch Kyron Williams last week. You know, he could not get free of this Lions run defense. And they've allowed just two running backs, Bob, to beat them for more than 11.1 points at Ford Field. And not a single running back has rushed for even 70 yards against them in Detroit. So Rashad White's a bit of a risk this week, right? Yeah, I think so. I think if you're playing him, you're playing him for the floor, which is comes from the receptions. Wide receivers. And we've got... A lot of good ones at the top, and then it kind of fizzles. But uh, we'll start with Mike Evans. Mike Evans has had three bad games in a row. Like, he was awesome and really consistent during the regular season. 23 points in his last three <clears throat> games combined, and one of them was against the Eagles. Who knew the David Moore birthday breakout game was going to come? Uh, and, and Trey Palmer. But I'm sticking with Evans uh, against the Lions. They ranked ninth in points allowed to opposing road wide receivers, and they've also allowed the ninth most points to the perimeter. So I think Evans in what could be a shootout is a good play. Uh, you mentioned Rashi or Ray Shi. I don't know about what his name is, but that rookie rice is pretty damn good. 27 points last week. Um, I know the, the, the matchup's not great on paper against, against Buffalo, but rice is getting so much volume. I mean, nine targets in six of his last seven games, at least. So I'm going to continue to play him. Uh, also love Brandon. Ayuk and Debo Samuel hard not to like those guys against green Bay. Now to the sit wide receivers, Stephon Diggs. Bob and I talked about him a little bit earlier on 27.9 points in his last two games, but he had been held to single digits in the four previous games in six of his last seven. 
Uh, and the last time he played the Chiefs, 6.4 points. Yuck. And then Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed did nothing last week. His snaps were down. His routes were down. <clears throat> I don't think he's 100%, Bob. I think he's more of a decoy right now. Uh, I, I don't think I could play him against the Niners. I think that's fair. I mean, you know, if you're playing DFS, probably go with the cheapest asset there. And like the Dontavian Wicks would probably be more on my radar this week than, than uh, Jaden Reed. Uh, moving on to tight end and tight end is like thin paper, thin paper, thin. Um, I, I mean, listen, Sam Laporta is Gumby. I mean, the dude looked like he blew out his knee and he's playing and scoring a touchdown a week later. Uh, Tampa Bay is awful against tight end. So they're going to utilize Laporta. And then we talk about Isaiah likely. Now, right now, we don't know if Mark Andrews is going to play. If Andrews is, is out this week, likely a really good play against the Texans who gave it up to David Njoku last weekend, sixth most points allowed to tight ends in the regular season. Uh, so likely is, is definitely in play. But Bob, what if Andrews is active? Like is likely completely off of your radar in DFS or, <laughs> or, or in any, any sort of fantasy postseason leagues? Yeah, I mean, you know, Baltimore could play two tight ends, I suppose. But if they do, they're probably going to play one as a blocker and one as a receiver. Neither of those guys block, right? They're both receivers. Yeah. So I just, you know, could you see him slow rolling Andrews back in? Sure. I mean, you know, maybe both of them would have some value or maybe it's just one to avoid both of them for that reason that there's that uncertainty. Uh, for me, I'd probably be the path I take. I'd probably just dial back. I love the matchup. Uh, so it's probably like if if no Andrews, yes, likely. If both probably looking elsewhere. All right. Uh, sit him tight ends. Dalton Schultz. He scored 10.7 points last week on one catch, <laughs> one catch and two targets. It just happened to be a 37 yard touchdown that he had. He got lucky. Uh, I don't love him against Baltimore. Just one tight end has beaten them for more than 11.8 points at home. And then the aforementioned Luke Musgrave. We're not going to get in last week, um, but no tight end has scored more than 11.3 points against the Niners in San Francisco or Santa Clara or Santa Clarita, wherever the hell they play. Um, yeah, you get the point. All right, Bob. Um, I, I guess I, my, 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 my final thought here. And if you have any final thoughts, feel free. <clears throat> uh, and, and actually, you know what, before I give my final thought, let's bring Toss in because Toss is a Cowboys fan. He's like me. I don't think he's as crazy a Cowboys fan as I am. Maybe he is. I don't know. He might be. But Toss, give me your thoughts on McCarthy. And give me your thoughts on this S show that happened last weekend. Well, I, I sent both of you guys a text. I, uh, trying to do a podcast here. <laughs> I, I sent both of you guys a text. It's just, I don't know how Mike McCarthy magically flips a switch in the playoffs going forward when the Cowboys make it and if changes it. what, and changes what he's shown us. He can do as a head coach on the field. And I, it's interesting, Bob, what you said, it's like, if it were any other team and they won and they went 12 and five, three years in a row, this wouldn't even be a conversation. And this if this was the, if this was the nineties or the eighties, he'd be our head coach for the next 14 years. Right. Like, and, and Mike Vrabel never would have gotten fired and neither would have Pete Carroll. Like none of this would be happening, but here we are. I, uh, I feel the same way about us going into next season as you do fabs. You know, we, we have some free agents upcoming that we need to address there's some guys the offensive line might not look the same as it does we better uh, draft all this, offensive linemen this, <laughs> yep on Stephon gilmore obviously tony pollard 
I'm not Who will that be your running back? back? I guess that's the question then. Who I don't know. That? We'll have to draft somebody, man. Maybe we'll Saquon find Barkley? the next Isaiah Pacheco. I have no what about, idea. What about Derrick Henry? What if we make I've a move? I thought about that. I'd rather can't see him spend, throw to Baltimore. Can't spend money on a running back. You can't. You can't spend money on a running back. Well, maybe back. running backs not realize that. Maybe maybe your guy Austin Eckler has another year in the tank baths. Yeah, but you can't spend money on a running back. Cowboys, won't, they can't do it. They got to spend other uh, other places. And they, we'll they presumably have to replace Dan Quinn, too. So are we bringing someone well, in? Well, maybe that's not a bad thing. Because Although Dan the reporting Quinn, is, the reporting this morning is, is if Dan Quinn does not get a head coaching job, he will remain. But I mean, Dan Quinn, like, okay, well, you, you can you can coach your ass off against these lousy teams, but anytime you play a Shanahan or a Lafleur or anybody in that tree, well, you get smoked. Here's but the I, problem. Here's the problem. Yeah. Let me just let me like. Zoom I know out what the to, problem is. It's the head coach and the no, owner. no. The problem is that your expectations as a fan. Read this term. Read what's to say across the top. Does it say fantasy football? Fantasy football is what this show is about. And the fantasy people love Mike McCarthy because we love the Cowboys offense. Dak the CD, lighten it up. The tight end coming on strong. Get a real running back in there that's maybe a little better suited. Look, no, no offense to Tony Pollard. I think he's a very good running back. But he wasn't suited to the role they gave him. The volume, I think he held up to, but the role itself, they needed to get him out in open space more so he could reach that high-end speed. We heard from Michael Galkin that he went from that 19 uh, miles per hour carry rate from like went from 4% of the time down to below 2% of the time. It was a little misuse there, but the rest of it more than made up for it. Dak Prescott having a great season. Remember Dak Prescott on Thanksgiving Day telling us, telling us as he munched that big turkey leg after trouncing the Washington commanders. This is the most comfortable I've ever been in an offense. What does it say, Fabs? What does that say? Fantasy football. Here it That's is. That's what matters. You can't understand the feelings because you don't have an allegiance I to a team for 40 plus years. Like, I have. If you told me, if you told me, all right, Fabiano, you psychotic madman. Well, I tell you that all the time. You can win all 15 of your fantasy leagues this year or the Cowboys win the Super Bowl, I'm taking the Super Bowl every single time. Every single time. Every time. Because Super Bowls are very hard to win. Fantasy championships are not. All right? At least not for me. I've been doing this a long time. And for you, you've been doing it a long time. And Toss, by the way, we got a cool belt coming to Toss uh, from Trophy Smack. But you know what, Bob? Here's what all this means. And give, give me one second. I got. I got. Oh no! Here, real quick. here we go. Here we go, Toss. He's going to come back <laughs> in some kind of helmet or something horrible—a jersey, a Dak jersey, something. The, the only. Gonna... Ah! I'm I'm crapping on him right now. Does not mean that I am not a Dallas Cowboys fan for life. I went through one in fifteen, and Steve Walsh winning the only game of the season in '89 when we beat the Redskins thirteen to three. I went through three and 13. This is way before Toss's time. He was still, he, he, he wasn't even around. I don't think at this point. All right. I've been a Cowboys fan my whole life and most of it has not been good. Okay. We had that nice stretch for the dynasty. And then ever since 96, we've been garbage uh, to a degree, whether or not we're winning divisions or not, who cares? We haven't won anything. Okay. We got robbed in green Bay with the Des catch. That wasn't a catch. We've had our issues in the playoffs. And it just gets very frustrating. But when you've been a fan of a team as long as I have, that team takes precedent. Just like with the Yankees, and everyone can crap on me. Oh, Yankees, Cowboy fan. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. And the Yankees is the same damn thing. I don't want the manager and the general manager back. But my team right here with this stupid-ass star on the side 
will always take precedent over my fantasy football teams. And I love fantasy football as much as anybody. <laughs> so like, but the bottom line here is that I always want my team to win. Like I remember when I would have Eli Manning on my fantasy team and they were playing the Cowboys. I wanted Eli to throw for 350 and three touchdowns, but the Cowboys to win 42-35. I wanted, you know, I wanted both. So I will always be a Cowboys fan. I will always root for the Cowboys ahead of my fantasy uh, fandom, as it were. But this weekend was hard to swallow, man. It really was. I mean, for every single Cowboys fan out there, it was hard Apparently to swallow. So. It just, so. it, I, and don't you dare make a dirty joke because I know it's running through your mind, Harris. I'm good. I think to add insult to injury, you also saw what coaches were available and knowing that a guy like Belichick, yes. and I mentioned yes. Errol, and more importantly to me, Mike Rabel and, and Ben Johnson, the OC of the Detroit Lions, like maybe even Harbaugh, obviously none of, uh, you know, Harbaugh, Bill Belichick and Vrabel are not good fits knowing what Jerry wants out of any <clears throat> But for me, not knowing, you know, that aside and, and what Jerry wants and what Jerry is going to do, just the possibility of even bringing a guy in like that um, is so enticing. And we're going to miss is that always window. greener. Well, we're going to miss that window. But the NFC East is so winnable. Give it a chance. And then Jerry Jones can come out to the fan base and say, hey, guys, I hired Bill Belichick. And for three years, we didn't win a playoff game or we didn't get to the NFC championship game. Then I would think that Jerry Jones is 100% committed to getting to what he calls the glory hole, which is winning another Super Bowl. You told me I couldn't make any jokes about that. He's not even kicking the tires on Belichick or Harbaugh having like, you know, secret little meetings in his $250 million yacht with these guys. And he just says McCarthy's back. That proves to me he does not want to win. He doesn't want to win. He is Toss. happy being. Do you have your helmet on, Toss? I'm just curious. It's their ass no, postseason, and that's it. And listen, I'm going to still love the Cowboys. I still love Dak. I love CD. I love Micah Parsons. I All the way back, I, I started rooting for the Cowboys at the end of the Staubach era and the beginning of the Danny White. I will always love the Cowboys. But this is the most frustrated I've ever been as a fan, and I've been showing it the last couple of weeks. And it is what it is, but I'm always going to love the Cowboys. And I guess, you know, we can, we can end the show on that. Toss and I agree that this was not a good move by Jerry Jones. And I think it's pretty obvious. This is not a good move by Jerry Jones, Bob Harris. I love you so much more than you'll ever know. You handsome son of a, you know what? Thank you everyone for listening to the believe fantasy football show presented by bet online next week. Hopefully I will have calmed down and we'll I find that glory hole fab. About the Cowboys because I'm still pissed, but everybody out there, if your team's still alive, be happy. You're not a Cowboys fan. Good luck. Get those fantasy lineups set. Get those DFS lineups set. And me and the great one, Bob Harris, not The Rock. Um, Bob Harris is the great one. We will see you next week along with our pal Toss on the Believe Fantasy Football Show. Here we go! You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.